Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, man, I've got a bunch of great messages that have come in on our Montana Talks app. Some that I missed yesterday, some that came in in the last 24 hours or less, less than 24 hours, of course, uh, since we wrapped up uh, uh, the show yesterday uh, before 10 a.m. So I want to get to those, but uh, I've still got my stack of stuff kind of all stacked up in front of me here. So I'll get to those. But let me get to this one first, because this is uh, this is very interesting. Stephen Miller who, along with President Trump, uh, helped uh, be the architect of President Trump's uh, immigration strategy and border security strategy, successful border security strategy at that. You, you'll oftentimes hear people say, hey, look, if we want to secure our, our southern border, just put the Trump policies back in place. All Joe Biden has to do is, is with the stroke of a pen, basically undo everything Joe Biden did with the stroke of a pen, but just put all the Trump policies back in place. What do we mean by all the Trump policies? Well, not only supporting uh, building a wall on our southern border, not just the Remain in Mexico program. I, I read yesterday Joe Biden signed 94 executive orders in order to orchestrate this invasion on our southern border, this treasonous invasion on our southern border. 94 executive orders he signed. I don't know if you saw this clip. Joe, Joe Biden yesterday uh, was was asked by reporters about the invasion on our southern border, although they phrased it another way, of course. And he said, they they need to give me the resources. They need to help me out. Uh, OK, l listen up here. Uh, they need to give you the re you've got the resources. You're using the resources to cut razor wire to allow the flood of illegals into this country. But Stephen Miller, yeah, two days ago via X.com laid out. All of the things that Joe Biden did to undermine our American national security and allow this invasion uh, to take place. And oh, yeah, by the way, the video, if you saw it on social media of the police officers being beaten by a mob of illegal aliens in New York City outside of a so-called migrant shelter. Yeah, it's real. Uh, that story has been confirmed. Uh, anyway, question for the White House press office. What was Biden hoping to achieve when he did each of the following? Terminating remain in Mexico, canceling safe thirds, ordering border wide catch and release, freeing adult single crossers for the first time in U.S. history, releasing illegals from Mexico at a scale for the first time in history, slashing detention, exempting UAC and families from T-42, ending T-42, ending DNA testing to disrupt fake families and child trafficking, ending domestic UAC enforcement, ceasing prosecutions, ordering ICE to exempt virtually all illegals, including criminals, from interior enforcement and thus slashing interior interior removals to all-time record lows, ending worksite enforcement, lifting 243D visa sanctions, ending HARP, P-A-C-R, ending expanded ER in the interior, ending the vast majority of ER at the border, ending border wall construction. And that's not even the full 94 executive orders that Joe Biden signed in. And oh, yeah. The mob of illegal aliens that, that beat up the police officers in New York City, not only did it happen, they're already out on bail. Absolutely sickening what the Democrats are doing to America. Here is your Montana news. I'm happy to report that Luna DeLisle from Sydney has been found and she is safe, according to local police in Colorado. Thanks, everyone, for keeping an eye out for her. 
Now, if you are driving an older Toyota vehicle, there is an urgent recall over airbags. The car company has warned that if the airbags activate improperly, a part inside the mechanism will probably explode. This would propel metal shards into the body, causing serious injury or even fatality. Ashley Warren with KGBO reports this serious recall affects the following cars. The 2003 to 2004 Corolla and Corolla Matrix and the 2004 to 2005 RAV4. The repair or replacement of the airbags will not cost the owner anything. This recall adds to the list of cars with the Takata airbags. That's the Montana News Minute. I'm Travis Lee. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With sunny skies across the area for today. Highs will range from the mid upper 50s in Bozeman to about 62 in the Billings area. For tonight, we can expect clear to partly cloudy skies. Lows from around the lower 30s. And the outlook for Thursday does call for sunshine and some developing clouds with highs ranging in the mid and upper 50s. Partly to mostly cloudy skies expected Thursday night. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, yeah, let me get to this story here uh, right out the gates. New video shows a group of migrants. I'm so sick of this term, migrants. They're illegal aliens. They invaded this country. New video shows uh, invaders trying to beat down a New York City police officer in Times Square. Brooke Singman has the story. So far, police have arrested five migrants. Four of them already have been released without bail. And they're still searching for five more who were involved in this violent attack. So the brawl broke out Saturday night in the heart of Times Square when two officers were trying to break up a rowdy crowd near a migrant shelter. They were trying to arrest one of the men when the others jumped in, kicking and punching the officers in the head and body. The group then runs away from the area, but the officers catch up and make arrests. Both officers were treated at the scene for minor injuries of cuts and bruising. And the illegal aliens who were beating up New York City police officers already released from jail, already put right back out on the streets of America. So you can you can commit crimes by breaking into this country illegally and then you can commit more crimes and they will still put you back out on the streets. If, uh, if if you live in one of these liberal cities, absolutely shameful and disgusting what the Democrats are doing to America here. Meanwhile, the impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is rightfully moving forward. It cleared committee. That's the other big story. With more than 6 million migrant encounters at the southwest border, as reported by Border Patrol, and more than 2 million gotaways since President Biden took office, a House committee held a final argument over impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas on Tuesday. Texas Republican Congressman Michael McCall said the president's own solicitor general once said, Impeachment is the proper remedy for dramatic abdication of statutory responsibility. Now, New York Democratic Congressman Dan Goldman argued. Notably, the impeachment clause is not designed to remove bad policy from the office. 
He accused House Republicans of blocking negotiations over border legislation meant to address the crisis. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. All right. Uh, meanwhile, let's see uh, tied in. Oh, yeah. Uh, on this uh, very same story here, Tennessee Congressman Mark Green, who we got a chance to catch up with last week when he told us the news that they would be moving forward on the impeachment of Mayorkas. We, we saw him at the SHOT Show in Las Vegas last week, had a great conversation with Congressman Green. He's the chair of the Homeland Security Committee. Uh, here's what he had to say. Today is a great day. We have not approached this day or this process lightly. Secretary Mayorkas's actions have forced our hand. We cannot allow this border crisis to continue. We cannot allow fentanyl to flood across our border, our criminals to waltz in undeterred. And we cannot allow a cabinet secretary with no regard for the separation of powers or the rule of law to remain in office. That is why today we present this committee with the articles of impeachment against Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. All right. And Dana Perino, who used to work at the White House, and so usually she's she's very nice to, you know, folks that work at the White House because she understands the tough job that it can be. But she went off on Joe Biden and, and the insult uh, that he just uh, delivered yesterday, I think, on this very story. I'll get to that in a second uh, or, or maybe later this hour. But first, let's go into the phone lines. We've got Todd in Billings on the phone lines already. Todd, what's going on? How you doing today? Hey, all right. What's going on? Well, I just think it just needs to get out to the public that it's a little more serious with these illegals just running around Billings and everywhere else in the country. I can't even go to Chuck E. Cheese. I was there with my family last night and had an illegal just walk in and kindly asked him to leave because it was a place for children. And he threatened to bash me over the head and just walks in with the kids and everything else until he finally gets kicked out by the management. But it's just getting terrible that they can even walk into these establishments with children and stuff and get away with it. How did you know that he was an illegal alien or, or I mean, just a, a, a creepy dude hanging out at Chuck E. Cheese? Just very creepy Hispanic dude. You know, I'm not trying to be racist, but just, you know, all the illegals and stuff. I don't know how else you can profile him. But it's just it's just getting terrible. We never had this issue before. Huh. Did he speak good English when you when you confronted him? or? Uh, very kind of poor English, you know, just just very angry and just threatening to do bodily harm, you know, if you asked him to leave or do something that he didn't like. Well, there was another video, I think, out of New York City, too, where these illegal aliens were shoplifting at a store, and uh, and this black woman who uh, he was either security or worked for the store was confronting them and, and about shoplifting, and they started yelling and threatening her uh, and, and, and getting violent with her, and, and it was like this mob of illegals started surrounding this black woman for confronting illegal aliens shoplifting. Uh, but, but yeah, they, they think they just can come in here and do whatever they want because that's the message they've been sent by Joe Biden and John Tester. Uh, you know, uh, there was a story out of, out of Belgrade where uh, a Honduran man was arrested for attempted deliberate homicide, basically tried to start stabbing, uh, tried, tried to murder uh, allegedly uh, a construction guy, a construction foreman who was living at this hotel. And in the Bozeman Daily Chronicle story, it, it just said a Honduran man was arrested, but it said nothing about is he a legal alien, is he here legally on a work visa or whatever. So I followed up with the Gallatin County Attorney's Office and said, hey, any, any idea on this guy's immigration status? You know, can you can you confirm uh, if he's here legally on a work permit or if he's an illegal alien? And the Gallatin County Attorney's Office would not comment at this time, but they did tell me that he is on an ICE hold at the jail. So he's under an, an Immigration and Customs Enforcement hold in the jail. This Honduran man who tried to stab and kill a guy in Belgrade, 
uh, but but they wouldn't comment on what his immigration status is. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know why they wouldn't comment on his immigration status. Maybe they're investigating uh, how he got a job. I, I don't know, but they but it's interesting that they wouldn't comment on his immigration status. Hey, Todd, thanks for the call. Uh, we got to take another quick news and weather break. Fast moving hour here uh, and your farm and ranch report coming up. Securing America. America lost a hero this past weekend as Captain Larry Taylor, who is the most recent recipient of the Congressional Medal of Honor, died after a long battle with cancer. Taylor was honored by President Biden this past September, recognized for his efforts as a helicopter pilot in Vietnam, where he rescued a four-man team totally surrounded by the Viet Cong in June of 1968. As Taylor was being inducted into the Pentagon's Hall of Heroes on the day he received the medal, he reflected on a question he would get asked a lot. What possessed you to do that? Uh, well, hell, it needed doing. Taylor also had a very pragmatic viewpoint of the actions he was honored for. I don't know what we could have done to make it any better. We didn't lose a man. And those men he rescued? They've become lifelong friends. Captain Larry Taylor was 81 years old. Kevin Rusty, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With sunny skies across the area for today. Highs will range from the mid upper 50s in Bozeman to about 62 in the Billings area. For tonight, we can expect clear to partly cloudy skies. Lows from around the lower 30s. And the outlook for Thursday does call for sunshine and some developing clouds with highs ranging in the mid and upper 50s. Partly to mostly cloudy skies expected Thursday night. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. So on the way back from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, I listened to about an hour-and-a-half-long podcast from Canadian psychologist Jordan Peterson talking with the farmers in Europe. Absolutely fascinating. Hit some of the high points on Tuesday's Montana Talks, but we got another big show coming up for you on Wednesday. Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke speaking out clearly against this sham of a border bill in the U.S. Senate. He's going to kick off the hour and a lot more to come. Montana Talks statewide, 9 to 10, Wednesday, right here. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, as we continue our coverage this morning from CattleCon 24 in Orlando, Florida, this year it's sponsored by Egg Risk Advisors, providing risk management solutions for farmers and ranchers. Learn more at eggriskadvisors.com. Well, cattle producers are certainly applauding this week's introduction of the Bipartisan Fair Labels Act, which would end deceptive labeling practices on fake meat products and ensure that consumers know exactly what they're buying at the grocery store. Now, the Fair Labels Act would require fake meat products to be labeled as imitation to clearly differentiate between real meat and plant-based or even substitute protein products. In some other CattleCon 24 news this morning, last night during the regional meetings, two new Region 5 Policy Division Vice Presidents were elected for our region, Jim Steinbeiser out of Montana and Timory Hillier from Wyoming. They'll replace outgoing VPs Sky Krebs of Oregon and Montana's Andy Kellum. We also learned of the passing of former Colorado Cattlemen's Association Executive Vice President Terry Fankhauser. 
And this morning, we send out our thoughts and prayers to his wife, Heidi, and their children, Emma, Tess, and Grant. You can read more about Terry's legacy by visiting us at westerneggnetwork.com or by checking out our Facebook page. Hi, this is Bailey Booth, fifth generation rancher, and I'd like to invite you to Booth's Cherry Creek Ranch Progress Through Performance 51st Annual Bull Sale, Thursday, February 8th, 1 o'clock at our ranch sale barn near Veteran, offering 140 performance and pack-tested fall-born registered Angus bulls. Many are recommended for heifers and sold within a cattleman's budget. Bulls can be viewed at dvauction.com. For more information, go to our website or call 534-5865 or 532-1A05. Wheat Growers of the North, it's time to push performance to answer the call of Westbred Wheat. With regionally proven varieties like WB9590 and WB9719 offering high yield potential balanced with protein content. Trust Westbred Wheat to help you get the most out of every acre. Now's the time. Boldly grow. Seize the season with Westbred Wheat. Performance may vary. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Well, the Pulse Crop Survey is an annual survey of the Pulse growing community about pulse crop pests like diseases, weeds, and insects and their management conducted by Montana State University. And the Northern Pulse Growers Association asks that you please consider participating in the survey. For more information and to find that QR code to take the survey, you can visit northernpulse.com. And finally this morning, during their recent meeting in Washington, D.C., the U.S. Wheat Associates Board of Directors elected wheat farmer Gary Miller-Shasky of Lankin, Kansas, as its new secretary and treasurer. It also elected Clark Hamilton of Rary, Idaho, as chairman, Jim Pellman of McCluskey, North Dakota, as vice chairman, and Michael Peters of Okarchi, Oklahoma, as past chairman. Now, these elected officers will take their positions at the U.S. Wheat Board of Directors annual meeting this coming July in Oklahoma City. For the Western Ag Network, I'm Russell Nimitz. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, earlier I heard one of our uh, promos, one of our promos, I think, for the website and for the show just in general, and it was talking about a, a story that I put together from Attorney General Austin Knutson uh, down at the SHOT Show last week in this Attorney's General Forum, where Attorney uh, General Austin Knutson made the point that uh, the, cockro- the cockroaches started to scurry. The cockroaches don't like sunlight. And, and he was talking about how these Republican Attorneys General were successful in forcing the New York Stock Exchange to withdraw their natural asset companies rule, the NAC's rule. Anyway, the, the story's on our website if you're not familiar with, with uh, everything that I just mentioned right there. But one of the other attorneys general that I quoted was the Utah Attorney General, Sean Reyes. That guy was impressive. That guy was cool, uh, based on what I got to hear uh, last week. He was also on Fox and Friends earlier this morning talking, and, and he, he cited specific uh, portions specific citations in our United States Constitution in making the point that Texas is well within their rights 
to uh, to defend themselves from this invasion uh, on our southern border. Uh, get to that here, but uh, first, here here was what Dana Perino had to say, and I, I think she I think I think her her response here came on Fox News. It was after Joe Biden was. He gave some statement, answered some question, and you notice how he doesn't answer these questions uh, by and large in, in like a press conference where you can actually, you know, where 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 Peter Ducey and others can throw questions at him and then you can hear his response. You may not understand his response, but at least you can hear his response. So uh, I think it was yesterday he's asked about the invasion on our southern border and his response was, well, they need to give me resources. Dude, you you've got resources. You're using your resources to facilitate this invasion on our southern border. But listen to what Dana Perino had to say. That's terrible to me. That's terrible. If if they at the White House communications office want him to make news and want him to take questions, do it in a way where the American people, our allies, and our adversaries can hear him clearly, and then you won't get all the questions as to his mental capacity, so that you could actually hear him. If he's being coherent, I'm just, I find it professionally insulting as somebody who used to work there that they think that this is good enough for the president to just to take a question like that when you can't actually hear him above the rotating blades. The other day he was at the Nowhere Coffee Company. He answers a very important question about troops that have just been killed. It's not good enough. Yeah, why doesn't he get, why doesn't he get out there and make an official statement with the dignity that these families of these fallen soldiers de- deserve. Instead, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm at the coffee shop getting ice cream. And somebody has to ask him about these three American soldiers that were killed in Jordan and their families that are grieving and mourning right now. Oh, he just casually gives a statement. Oh, by the way, I'm having coffee. Let me say something about the soldiers that were killed serving our country. Unbelievable. But I would disagree with Dana Perino. If the American people hear Joe Biden, they're going to have a lot of questions about his ability to do the job, which is exactly why they want it, they, they want it to get lost in the rotor wash. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. This coming Saturday, February 3rd, is the one-year anniversary of a toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. The White House says President Biden will be there sometime next month. He was criticized for not going then. People were really, really mad at President Biden. And the administration gave us a whole list of stuff that he did. We know that he sent the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg, but that's not the same thing. Fox's Peter Ducey. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is closer to becoming the first cabinet secretary impeached in 148 years. The House Homeland Security Committee voted to approve articles of impeachment, setting up a vote maybe next week on the full House floor. The 18 to 15 vote comes as Republicans decry his handling of border security. All committee Republicans voted in favor, while the Democrats unified against it. Marianne Rafferty, there's not enough support in the Senate to actually remove Mayorkas from office with a two-thirds vote. America's listening to Fox News. <laughs> Did you catch that story there? Joe Biden is finally going to East Palestine, Ohio, after that massive train derailment and the problems it caused. He's finally, finally getting there, finally getting around to it. Finally, where was he at? He was gallivanting all over the world for like three weeks, uh, you know, back then. And he couldn't take time to go visit the folks in America. He's finally getting around to it. This is the America last uh, presidency after all. All right, I want to play this uh, soundbite from Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes talking about Texas and their constitutional rights to defend themselves from this border invasion. But let's sneak in a quick phone call before the break. We've got Nancy and Roundup on the phone lines. Nancy, great to hear from you. 
Hey, good morning, Montana Talks family. Well, if I was the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, I would tell Biden to just stay in Washington, D.C., that he was not welcome. Just like uh, Gavin Newsom told President Trump he wasn't welcome in, in California. I would fight fire with fire. I think but the mayor did do that. The, I think the mayor did yeah. do that. I'll, I'll play it for you in a, in a bit. So, yeah, good point. Uh, anyway, Curtis Lee, well, we talked about Times Square just a few weeks ago, and I knew this was going to happen. I've said for years there's going to be a civil war between these illegal aliens and we Americans on our own turf. And I'm telling you right now, what I'm very alarmed about is that the FBI just released a new report on um, Chinese hackers. They're, every day they're, they're constantly trying to hack into our water treatment plants and also our, our electrical uh, power grids. And 24,000 Chinese males crossed into our country last year illegally. That's the ones that we know about. And you know China. Nobody gets out of China unless the Chinese government gives them permission to leave the country. They have been sent here to destroy us from inside. And I'm telling you, this administration should be hung by the raft from the rafters. This is what he has done to this country, everybody in his cabinet. I don't know. They should be executed. I hate to just say it to be so well, let's, brutal. Let's not, but uh, I really do. Let's I'm not tired do calls it. for violence. But but it is it is a treasonous invasion on our southern border. And 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 when we talk from a figurative standpoint, uh, people th- th- there needs to be a chopping block. And and Mayorkas is first up uh, with the impeachment inquiry now moving forward from the Homeland Security Committee. Uh, yeah, but but will a Democrat Senate? Well, they continued the impeachment. Sure, he got impeached in the House, but we've got an, uh, a majority of uh, Democrats in the Senate. Are yeah. they going to impeach this bum? Uh, to convict and, and remove, they should. Uh, they should, but but either way, the House needs to do the right thing and, and get the job done, and then uh, deal with the Senate when it comes. And then if if John Tester wants to, wants to vote in in defense of Mayorkas, well, let, let's force that vote. Let's force that conversation. All right, uh, Nancy, thanks for the phone call. Uh, yeah, I think Americans are so angered, so frustrated, so outraged about this treasonous invasion on our southern border. But Nancy said, you know, if I was the mayor of East Palestine, here's what I'd do. Well, uh, I'll tell you what the mayor uh, is saying uh, to Joe Biden. You can come back in 2025 when you're on your book tour. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, yeah, I had to laugh when Nancy and Roundup, she she heard that same story we did about uh, Joe Biden. Now, finally, he's getting around uh, to people in America. He's finally going to go visit the folks in East Palestine, Ohio, like a year later. Now he's finally doing it. How long ago did, did Donald J. Trump go go visit the people of America? But then again, no, Donald Trump's an America first president. Joe Biden is an America last president. So you can't expect uh, Joe Biden to show up for the American people after a bit, you know tragedy like that. You got to give him some time. Uh, he's finally taken the time to do it. But when Nancy said, you know, if I were the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, I'd tell Biden, you know, you what you you, you can. You, you. Uh, well, apparently, uh, Nancy, he is saying just that. Here you go. The mayor of East Palestine told one of our White House producers earlier this month 
that his preference at this point after a year would be for President Biden. And this is a quote. He said the best time for him to come would be February of 2025 when he is on his book tour. And the mayor there, Trent Conway, also said we have heard nothing from the administration about a visit. He also said, I don't know what he would do here now. We have no idea why this announcement is happening now, except for the fact that Ohio is a battleground state in the election year that we are now in. Yeah, so you can come back when you're on your book tour in 2025 and you're no longer president of the United States. Well said there uh, by the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio. All right. Other clip I wanted to share uh, with you here before we start uh, really running out of time this hour of the show. It's amazing how fast this hour goes here. If we think we got all the time in the world to talk, and then it's like, man, we started hearing the music already. But um, I've got a lot of messages. As I mentioned earlier, I got a lot of messages that have come in on our Montana Talks app that I've got to get to. Got it. You got to got to start opening our mail because we got some great messages that have come in. But first, uh, Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes, listen to what he had to say about Texas and Texas uh, securing their border and their constitutional right to do just that. What is the truth about how far Texas can go under the U.S. Constitution to protect itself and, quite frankly, our country? Well, there's, there's two articles I want to focus on. Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution requires the federal government, the Biden administration, to defend our borders and defend the states against an invasion now then you look at Article 1, Section 10, in particular Clause 3, it gives the states, especially if the federal government is abdicating its role, it gives the states the right to protect themselves with their sovereign power. This is something that James Madison talked about. Uh, and the other founders, they used the example of Virginia and the Commonwealth of an invasion by smugglers and the proper exercise of its power. So we want to clarify for America that Texas is well within its rights and that we're going to support Texas. Again, this is a fight for, for all of America. And thank goodness Governor Abbott and the great Attorney General Ken Paxton in Texas are stepping up to protect all of our citizens. All right. Uh, that was Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes. There was a funny moment last uh, last week at the attorneys general forum uh, panel at the shot show they were they were introducing all of the the ags and when they got to sean reyes from utah he said this is in front of all these these gun guys at the shot show he says hi i'm ray bonta the attorney general from california <laughs> before people started throwing chairs well, i'm just joking i'm i'm the other filipino guy i'm the other filipino uh anyway uh yeah he was great he was a character uh and and on point by the way now um the republican attorneys general attorney general austin knutson sean reyes and others that we saw last week they are now pushing back against the biden administration plan to expand the authority of the IRS. Daily Caller has a story about that uh, this morning here as well. All right, let's get into these messages here. Evan and Belt uh, just sent us this message. The only difference between our southern border and our federal Supermax prison in Colorado is that the killers at Supermax are behind razor wire while the killers at the border are not. Great point by Evan and Belt. Sean and Shelby. Here's a couple more questions. When is the State of the Union by the president? When do they do his yearly physical? That's from Sean and Shelby. Yeah, you remember when the State of the Union always used to be every January and with Joe Biden? I don't know. They just, they just, 
you just gotta wait. You gotta wait for the right timing, I guess, uh, here. Tom and Billings, the Democrats have clearly forgotten the reason behind the creation of the Department of Homeland Security. When did they add the word reduce to the title? Mayorkas's duty description is in the name of the department, Homeland Security, impeach ASAP, impeach ASAP. Uh, and then we had some messages that came in yesterday, and, and we ran out of time, didn't get a chance to share these, uh, unfortunately. But uh, we, we were talking about the U.S. Senate race uh, and Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy and the fake attacks uh, up against him right now. Uh, from and, and millions of dollars in attack ads being spent against Tim Sheehy because the Democrats are afraid of Tim Sheehy. Their uh, liberal Senator John Tester does not want to face off against a Navy SEAL this November. De- they are desperately afraid that Tim Sheehy can finally pull off what Republicans have been trying for years to do, which is finally take out liberal Senator John Tester. Uh, let's see. Jill and Billings messaged us yesterday She says, I wholeheartedly agree that Congressman Rosendale must remain in the House. He can't beat Sheehy or Tester. I say this being a huge fan of Matt's. That was from Jill in Billings yesterday, kind of echoing what what uh, uh, what Grandpa Lou had said, where, you know, he went to the big events with Matt Rosendale and Matt Gates last weekend. And he said he said he was there. He loved it. He loved everything those guys are doing and, and what they had to say, but he hopes Matt stays in the house. So the, I, I find that very interesting. Ray in Great Falls, can you shed some light on the last best place pack and their misinformation on Sheehy? Uh, you know, they're attacking him for for um, for uh, keeping employees on the job in in the midst of the COVID-19 lockdowns and shutdowns and everything. And so so they're attacking him for uh, for using a PPP loan like so many other Montana businesses did. Uh, Anyway, Ray in Gray Falls says the uh, the four finger and two thumb senator is being very disingenuous talking about liberal Senator John Tester. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Gene messaged us. Please tell Montanans there is nothing illegal about a business that gets government contracts and provides services, such as fighting fires or making parts for anything that the government or our armed forces needs. Why are these political ads portraying that as a negative? Tim Sheehy and his company literally saved our lake house at Canyon Ferry from a forest fire in August 4, 5, and 6 of 2022. Yeah, he's an aerial firefighter and on top of uh, being a, a, a Navy SEAL veteran as well. So, yeah, Gene, that, that's, uh, that, that's a great point. Uh, that's really, there's a lot of businesses in Montana that, that, that do contracts for the federal government, whether there's firefighting or or providing services to the to the men and women on the front lines of our U.S. Armed Forces, and and the Democrats think that that somehow that negative attack against Tim Sheehy is is going to work with patriotic Montanans, right? Uh, I'm with you. It's it's completely stupid, and even some conservatives are running with that liberal attack line. Uh, let's go to Steve in Ballantyne on the phone line. Steve, good to hear from you. Morning, Aaron. Morning. Well, you know that that uh, leader that we have out there in D.C., you know. He can sure have a lot of meetings with our uh, uh, our enemy leaders around the world. You know, he can he can invite them to the White House and the whole nine yards. I think with the East Palestine Ohio thing, I think the Republican Party and every person in that town 
She just lighted up with everything. Let's go, Brandon. We need to do billboards, just <laughs> do water bottles like Trump did. Just light that thing up. Let's go, Brandon, because he's worthless. He doesn't, he should not even show his face there. I, can you imagine the booze he's going to get when he shows up there? Well, I, I, yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, any of these, you know, working class communities. Yeah, that, that'd be great. You, you know, the, the, you talk about the water. I mean, you could, uh, maybe there's some green water laying around, uh, following the derailment that they could, uh, they could bottle up and put some, let's go, Brandon, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll water. Uh, that is not some high quality H2O, as the water, <laughs> water boy might say, right? Right, but like I said, every 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 road leading from that airport, I'm sure he's going to fly in. It leading from that airport, going to wherever he's going to go, they should light that thing up with billboards that says "Let's Go, Brandon." I'll bet you they're already so, planning on that. You know, uh, I think there are they're probably just like that mayor of uh, East Palestine was already was already saying exactly what Nancy and Roundup was was wanting. I'll bet you they're already thinking the same thing you're talking about, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all I need to say. Hey, all right. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for calling in. Always good to hear from you. Uh, 406-294-0970, the number for you. Uh, We got a lot uh, of great content coming up for you here this morning. Uh, Let's see. Where should we go next? Katie Pavlich, KT McFarland. Or maybe you got something you want to talk about. Uh, Oh, Tom Cotton. Steve Daines was on Fox News talking about fundraising efforts to take back control of the Senate. Got a lot of things to choose from, but what do you want to talk about? Message us on the Montana Talks app or call in right now. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. What is going on in the Biden White House? What is going on with our military? And that's part of my problem. I don't have faith in Joe Biden as commander in chief to make the right decision. I don't think he has the the wherewithal to pull off what would, would really need to be done here by taking out the refineries. If you really want to go big, get an alliance that Trump had, you know, rebuild the alliance of Jordan, Egypt, the Saudis, the Emirates and Israel and the United States. Why don't they all just pledge that we can't live in an in a part of the world with a nuclear armed Iran that is an existential threat to our very existence? Maybe they should all just agree, eh, let's take these nuclear sites out. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not for a full fledged war. The conservative underground unhandedly show. You know, personal safety for you and your family is a year-round priority. If you have not developed a plan, put buying Burner, the less lethal pistol, at the top of your 2024 resolution list. Now, that's Burner. You spell it B-Y-R-N-A. Now, when you're looking for protection, you need a reliable tool that can send potential threats running in the opposite direction. Burner is the answer. Now, I personally own several Burner launchers. Now, they're legal in all 50 states, and Burner can ship their less lethal pistols and rifles directly to your door. As a responsible gun owner, guess what? You need to strategically rethink your approach on the use of force. We need to be smart by starting with less lethal and determining if we need to elevate our use of force to stop a particular threat. A burner is proudly American. It's manufactured in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Just go to burner, B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity right now. You'll get 10% off on your purchase. Now choose burner for peace of mind and the protection of you and your family. That's B-Y-R-N-A dot com slash Hannity. This is the Montana Economic Minute. The evidence from economic research is clear and unequivocal. Losing your job is a bad thing. 
Of course, economists focus on things like future employment and wages, but the list of other social, health, and psychological issues that stem from job loss is long and depressing as well. The reasons for job loss vary, of course. Economists tend to focus on job loss that occurs from company closures or other mass layoffs because those events can affect workers across the board. That lets researchers focus on the event of a job loss instead of the characteristics of any individual worker who might be let go. Job loss affects high and low wage different workers differently. High wage workers can suffer a loss of wages from accepting low wage jobs. Low wage workers, who may be already near the lowest rung of wages, suffer from longer unemployment bouts and accepting jobs that have less hours available. In both cases, the impacts are persistent and significant, and even after six years. I'm Patrick Barkey. Brought to you by the University of Montana Bureau of Business and Economic Research. I'm Chad Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. It is said that you can't be just a little bit pregnant, but you can be a little bit at war. The U.S. could be at war right now. We don't know for sure because Congress hasn't declared war. Organizations linked to Iran just killed three U.S. service members in Jordan. The U.S. fired strikes on Iraq on facilities used by Iranian-backed militia groups. The U.S. now regularly launches attacks on the Houthis. This is why the U.S. lost two SEALs in the Gulf of Aden last week. So where does that leave the U.S. militarily, politically, and constitutionally when it comes to war or whatever? the U.S. is engaged in right now. Quote, I don't know what else you'd call it, said GOP Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville. I guess you would call it war. But if that's the case, who approved this war? Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution says Congress has the power to declare war. Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution grants the president power as commander-in-chief. That schism blurs who's with Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better studio. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. This is a great point here from Tim in Billings. Message just came in on our app. Uh, he heard the uh, soundbite there from uh, Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes. Uh, he said this, isn't it ironic in the audio clip from A.G. Reyes, he cited that the founders, founders, when they, when they were dra- you know drafting our Constitution, they used smugglers. As the example for for why states also uh, have the constitutional authority to defend their borders. And and by the way, another reminder, another friendly public service announcement. The federal government has treaty obligations to to many, if not all of our, our reservations and tribes that have signed treaties. They have treaty obligations. We we uh, we have treaty obligations. Our federal government has treaty obligations with you to defend your borders as well. Joe Biden and John Tester are failing to uphold the treaty obligations of the United States of America to defend the borders of our reservations here in Montana. But but Tim and Billing says this. Isn't it ironic that the founders used smugglers as the example? And yet here we are, 2024, and smugglers of humans and drugs and terrorists are exactly what the Texas border is dealing with. This isn't some abstract idea that our founders dealt with. It's a it's like an in-kind issue that they were very concerned about uh, that all Americans should also be concerned with. Uh, great point there from Tim in Billings. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see. I know we're short on time this hour of the program. The United Nations funding terrorists 
hundreds of terrorists on the payroll thanks to your taxpayer dollars going to the United Nations. Here's what uh, Katie Pavlich, townhall.com, had to say. Uh, with on uh, Fox News with Martha McCallum yesterday. Well, we keep hearing about this pause in the funding from the United States and other countries, but according to the State Department, the, the pause in funding only happens after January 24th. So $51 million that's already been allocated will still go to UNRWA, despite these new findings, which, as you mentioned, are essentially old findings because UNRWA has been embroiled in partnering with terrorists for a very long time. You bring up the numbers from the Biden administration, the Trump administration, and the Obama administration. The Trump administration cut funding because of exactly what we're seeing now in the aftermath of the October 7th terrorist attack. The Biden administration in early 2021 reinstated this funding and admitted that it would probably go to terrorist organizations like Hamas, but they were just going to risk it. And then, of course, now you have what we're seeing uh, happening in the Gaza Strip. When it comes to what they're going to do moving forward, it's you know obvious that UNRWA has been involved in these terrorist activities. The biggest problem is that they don't consider groups like Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, other Islamic groups in the Gaza Strip or the West Bank as terrorist organizations. And the United States doesn't do the vetting of UNRWA employees. And one of the things that stuck out to me in that Wall Street Journal reporting that you mentioned is that 49% of UNRWA employees said they had a close relative or friend who was part of one of these terrorist organizations. And so for the UN now to be investigating itself will not lead to any less corruption there. And it certainly won't lead to this being cleared out in terms of the ideology that's been perpetrated. UNRWA has been a partner to Hamas, whether it's helping store weapons in schools or whether it's teaching terrorism ideology to children in those same schools. That reminds me, I had one other message, I, you know, going to the opening up our mail. I had one other message here that I wanted to share with you. And I was like, where did that? message go the disney family in libby uh sent this uh, yesterday morning i apologize i didn't get to it yesterday here but they, they said this very great point here how long have some of us dangerous right wingers been saying that the usa should quit funding and get out of the un aha another conspiracy theory etc comes true we saw how the un and heifer project international worked in china and tibet gag don't give any of them a dime. Uh, great message there from the Disney family in Libby. All right. Uh, mysterious banner in Bozeman calls for ceasefire in Gaza. Mysterious. We know who put that up. The Democrats. They support the terrorists.